Today, let's talk gratitude and the discipline for leaders to slow down, be more present and aware of others, and remain grateful no matter the circumstances. Think about how you prefer to receive appreciation from your boss. Do you know your preference? Does your boss know? And what about the people that you lead? Do you know how they like to receive appreciation for their work? And can you recall the last time that you expressed appreciation to one of them? Honestly, we might be a little embarrassed to realize how long ago we might have expressed our gratitude to someone for something they did. This is not an individual issue, though. It's actually a systemic leadership issue, because more than one in every three managers don't express any appreciation to their people over the course of a year. Any. And of the two remaining managers in this equation, one generally shares a simple thank you on an average of once every two months. So clearly, many of us in leadership roles feel that positive feedback, encouragement, and gratitude are optional, or worse, not even necessary. However, research and experience argue otherwise. There's an immense power in leaders expressing gratitude. So in today's episode, we're exploring the importance of gratitude for leaders and offer specific ways we can be intentional in expressing it regularly and authentically. You'll walk away from this episode with five actionable ways you can start sharing gratitude today. So let's get into it. Welcome to the 3x5 Leadership Podcast, where we champion intentional leaders who create significant impacts. In this show, we share simple, practical strategies to help you live, lead, and learn more intentionally. I'm Josh. Thanks for joining us today as we look at gratitude. So first, why gratitude? It sounds a little squishy and soft, like doesn't matter. And who has the time to be adding yet another requirement to our routine? Well, there are several important arguments that point to the power of leaders expressing gratitude. For one, gratitude is a method to create belonging and engagement. Thoughtfully acknowledging people shows them that they are seen and valued. There's a 2012 study from the American Psychological Association that found that 93% of employees are motivated to do their best when they feel valued. Gratitude is also a simple but effective way to connect people's work to the impact that they have. Often, employees don't see the second and third order effects of their work and how it achieves um, business-like results, impacts on customers, and lives changed. But expressing gratitude to our people allows them to see and understand that they are contributing to our mission in meaningful ways. And lastly, sharing gratitude is a safe, easy mechanism to practice giving feedback as a leader. Feedback is hard, it's uncomfortable, and many leaders shy away from it or deliver it really poorly. But positive feedback is just honestly easier to deliver. So expressing gratitude to our people gets us in the habit of noticing their work, staying connected to it, and directly acknowledging it with them. This practice builds our feedback muscle so that we are better prepared and rehearsed to deliver constructive feedback as well. In the end, leaders who demonstrate and intentionally share gratitude ultimately just make their workplace a better environment. Through gratitude-filled actions, we show respect, show that we care, we build better connections with our people. Studies find that workplaces with leaders who show gratitude have higher engagement, higher employee satisfaction, lower turnover, and better alignment to the organization's mission and values. And I don't know about you, but that sounds like a more enjoyable and productive workplace, one that I'm certainly interested in being in. So I do want to note, however, that we should not confuse gratitude with merely being nice as a leader. 
I think Ken Chenault, the uh, former CEO of American Express, uh, put it really well. He said that one of the things that people get confused about is that they see gratitude as simply being nice. He said the view of I want to be very stingy with gratitude gets confused to mean that I'm not being demanding. In fact, it's really quite the opposite, he says. You can be very demanding and bestow gratitude very often and still be authentic. So gratitude is not just being nice, easygoing, or lenient as a leader. It is about showing respect, care, contentment with our situations and our people, and staying connected to the work that we are all doing. I also want to know that gratitude felt is not gratitude expressed. We might regularly reflect on what we are grateful for in life on a personal level, but if we don't express that to the person that we are grateful for, it does no one but ourselves any good. So it's important to turn our mere thoughts and feelings of gratitude into behaviors of actually sharing it with others. So now, how can we express gratitude as leaders? Habits of gratitude do not have to be these grand efforts consuming our time and the organization's resources. They can be simple, but they must be authentic, timely, and consistent. So let's look at five ways that leaders can effectively show gratitude. And for awareness, uh, we'll go through these practices in order of increasing levels of effort and resources. So this first practice is the easiest to start and sustain, with the fifth one requiring the most effort. So the first habit of gratitude is as easy as just saying thank you and I appreciate you for doing X. Consider a scenario where maybe you were not able to attend a meeting, but it's important to have representation from your team present at it. So you send Madison, just one of your direct reports. After the meeting, the next time that you connect with her, it'll be easy to focus on her meeting notes and the do-outs that came from it. But it also really just requires almost no effort on your part to also say, hey, thanks for attending the meeting for me, Madison. I appreciate you doing that. That quick, easy statement sends several important signals to her. It shows her that you noticed the time and effort it took for her to attend the meeting. It shows her respect for her effort. And it lets her know that doing so mattered to you and to the team. Or say that you asked Anthony to draft up an email for you to send to your boss to argue for an upcoming decision. And after he sends it, the next time that you see him, you can casually just say, Hey, Anthony, thanks for the email draft of the boss for the project decision. That was a well-written and compelling argument. Good work. I really appreciate it, man. So there's no ceiling, restriction, or some zero-sum limit to sharing your thanks. And there's no consequence to saying thank you more often. I encourage you to even say thank you to people when they complete routine parts of their assigned job description. So let's say thank you, and I appreciate you more often. Habit two is to publicly recognize people through routine outlets like meetings and emails. I once had a boss that sent out a daily synchronization email listing out our team's priorities of work and who was assigned to what project or task that day. Our work environment at the time was just really fast-paced and it really needed a synchronization tool um, like that every single day. But he would start every email by first sharing a quick note of gratitude to someone for a task or project that was completed successfully. His comments would be as simple as just saying, hey, great work, Katie and Dave, on completing the X project report. We published it to the national level staff yesterday, and we're already getting encouraging feedback on your work. Well done. So we can also do the same thing in a meeting. Before we dive into the agenda, pause to quickly acknowledge a few people's efforts on whatever they completed or are currently working on. 
Not only does this practice achieve all of the benefits of gratitude that we've talked about, but it also helps everyone on the team know and appreciate what's going on around them. It's often easy for teammates to get siloed and just focus on their individual work. So pausing to express gratitude for one another helps others know what's going on across the team too. Habit three is what I call third-party praise. Just imagine walking into your boss's office for your normal weekly one-on-one meeting. And as you enter, your boss says, hey, come on in and take a seat. I was just talking to Heather over at the other department, and she would not stop talking about how impressed she is by the work that you're doing on restructuring the company's knowledge management system. She's really excited about the impact that it will have on everyone. I don't know about you, but like, talk about some great feedback and appreciation. For me, I feel over the moon receiving a comment like that. And now think about the power of that was your boss or one of your peers sharing the comments like that about you. This is what third-party praise is. Speaking well of someone and building them up behind their back instead of the normal gossiping and tearing others down when they're not around. When we speak uh, well of others, our comments will inevitably make their way back to that person. So think about the impacts of our words of gratitude and encouragement making their way indirectly back to that person. Hearing that someone spoke highly of me while not in my presence, especially when they didn't have to, is some of the highest praise I could ever receive. So be intentional building up, speaking highly of, and expressing gratitude for others behind their back. Habit four, to regularly write handwritten thank you cards or gratitude cards, whatever you want to call them. There's power in a handwritten note. It's personal, thoughtful, and meaningful. And I've lost count of the number of times that I've found a thank you card that I wrote someone hanging in their office or at their desk, even months or even a full year later. Now, some of us might immediately be thinking, like, who has the time for regular gratitude cards? Like, I don't. And yes, I get it. I hear you. It does require time and resources. But there are a few ways that we can make it an easier habit. One way is just to set a manageable goal of writing a certain number of gratitude cards per week and then designating a day, a time, or some specific trigger to do them. For example, I write three letters of gratitude per week, and I do them on Fridays before I leave the office for the weekend. Three letters is sustainable for me, and Friday is the best day of the week, uh, the one that I have the least amount of requirements, like meetings and tasks. So that works for me. And then I just hand out those cards on Monday the next week. You can also find certain triggers to initiate your card writing habit that work for your uh, particular situation. Maybe you travel regularly, so you can commit to writing cards while in the airplane. So just find what will work for you to make it easy, sustainable, and routine. Another way to make them easy is to tie gratitude to people's birthdays. If you write a birthday card for your people, it's just an easy way to express gratitude for their work while also celebrating their big day. Then habit five is to initiate a team gratitude ritual. This is the most intense gratitude habit requiring the most effort and resources, but from my experience, it's also well worth the effort. A team gratitude ritual is just a a simple regular event in our team's rhythm where we pause to celebrate one another in specific and deliberate ways. It can be weekly, monthly, or, or whatever, but the key is that the ritual is consistent, intentional, thoughtful, and prioritized by leaders. I think the best way to explore this team gratitude ritual habit uh, is to offer a few examples. So one is from a a tech company called NextJump, which is headquartered in New York City. Uh, They're actually one of the three companies recognized as a 
deliberately developmental organization by Harvard Business Review uh, in the book called uh, An Everyone Culture. So every Friday, the office pauses to hand out uh, Coronitas, which are just mini bottles of Corona beer. Why these, you might ask? Well, it's because they chose this artifact and they have become the thing in the office. So on Fridays, the office gathers and colleagues will share a story about how someone in the office did something great or helped them out a lot that week. Then the colleague gets to hand a, cor a uh, coronita to the teammate that they're celebrating. Everyone attends the celebrations, like even the company CEO. And you'll, you'll find as you walk through the office that the collected Coronita uh, bottles on desks really have become a signal of pride in the office. So that's one example. Uh, another way that I practiced with the previous team that I led was monthly lunches together. Uh, we'd get everyone together the first Wednesday of every month, provide food, and we would celebrate one another. Uh, we'd start by recognizing upcoming birthdays for the month. And then we would dedicate time for people to show gratitude to one another. Someone would stand up, tell a story of how the, that teammate lived out one of our team values, and then they would give them the coveted best of the bulldog sticker that they could display at their desk. So beyond these examples, um, you can do things like start a certain meeting off or maybe end it with celebrations. You can do it at off-sites, or you can even run like gratitude weeks a few times a year, allowing colleagues to share gratitude cards with one another. By dedicating specific weeks, it makes the event novel and like a really big idea. And it all really just requires is providing cards for your people. So I just simply establish like a gratitude table with cards in the common area of your office if this is interesting to you. So when it comes to gratitude rituals, uh, there's really just not a right way to do this. It's important just to make it authentic, consistent, and thoughtful. Leaders need to invest and make them big deals. And it's key to design the celebrations to allow colleagues to celebrate one another peer-to-peer -peer and not restrict it just to leader to employee. So there you have it. Five easy ways to begin leading with gratitude more intentionally this year. But to maybe add a little more flavor, I'd like to just add one sixth habit as a bonus, I guess you would call. And that sixth habit is don't complain. We're leaders. We're not victims. We take what comes and we handle the situation. We demonstrate ownership. We maintain perspective and we have a grit. We can lament, sure. Leaders deal with hard problems, so it's okay to express that it's tough. But we should not complain. Doing so can muddy our messages of gratitude and contentment, leading them to be perceived as inauthentic. And so lastly, I want to share a few important considerations to apply to our new habits of gratitude. First, when you do express your gratitude to others, make sure that it's specific and not vague. Comments like, hey, thanks for all that you do, doesn't really encourage, uh, or nor does it show any sort of care or connection to what they're actually doing. So just as in the feedback we share, make sure our gratitude is specific. State their actions and the impacts that they have on the team and customers. Second, make sure that your habits of gratitude are authentic. Inauthentic attempts will likely do more harm than not doing them at all. Use language and a style that works for you. Don't try to force activities that don't come natural to you. Make it personal, make it genuine. There's no objectively right way, so just find and use what works for you. Third, I know that maybe like five new habits shared here in this episode seems like a lot, and I'm not arguing to start all of them now. 
Instead, I recommend that we ease into them, starting with just one. Start at the top of the list, or maybe start with one that sounded most interesting and compelling to you. But build that into your personal work rhythm, uh, and with some iteration, make it a natural habit. Then, when you're ready, add a second one, and grow your habit of gratitude over time. Fourth, again, like feedback, make sure that your gratitude is timely. As time grows between the noted behavior and when you share gratitude for it, the impact dwindles. Emotions tied to the event fade, the meaningfulness of your comments mean less, and the impact of gratitude declines. So if we want our efforts of gratitude to actually mean something, ensure that we share them in a timely manner and not wait weeks or even months. And lastly, consideration five. Uh, remember the people on the periphery of your organization. It's easy to think of our star players or maybe groups that seem to stay in the limelight based on their role or the, the results that they get. But everyone contributes in unique and important ways. So keep an eye out for those that are often considered on the periphery. It might be like maybe the IT department or janitors and the cleaning crews. It might be engineers, some admin roles, or even HR. Make sure that they all are recognized regularly as well. So let's make this year marked by one leading not only with intention, but also with gratitude. What is one habit that you can start now to start building this new gratitude muscle? It doesn't have to be huge. Just even small gestures as a leader can generate big impacts for your people and for your organization. Now, if you're really interested in the topic of leadership and gratitude and would love to learn more, I highly encourage you to check out the book uh, titled Leading with Gratitude by Adrian Gostick and uh, Chester Elton. It's a super easy read, but it makes some really compelling arguments on why and how for leading with gratitude. When I read it, I made a ton of highlights and margin notes throughout it. So if you're interested, um, I've got a link to that book in the show notes uh, that you can check out. And as we end uh, today's episode, uh, I just want to encourage you to give the show a like and a review. Uh, that helps us and build some street cred so that others can find it and check out the show. Uh, you can also subscribe to 3x5 via email so that you get free new weekly insight delivered straight to your inbox. Uh, you can subscribe at our website, 3x5leadership.com. And finally, I invite you to join our Patreon community for exclusive weekly content, uh, like our weekly leadership tips to give you short, practical, and actionable strategies to help you be more intentional wherever you lead. So our next Patreon uh, weekly leadership tip comes out this coming Friday. So check that out if you're interested. Uh, and you can join our Patreon community via the link in our show notes. So thanks for joining us today. Uh, thanks for your support and for your leadership wherever you serve. And until next time, friends, take care and lead well.